Good evening, church. Welcome again tonight to Bible study. For today, the year, the month of September is past spent. We thank God for his faithfulness. I welcome you all, family by family, household to household, tonight to Bible study. And I bring you greetings from the Lord, mercy and grace is abundantly supplied to us all tonight. My heart is full of joy tonight as I bring to you the ever-living word of God. And I pray that the word of the Lord will bless you tonight and your household in the name of Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God, our Heavenly Father, who has called us unto his great mercy and his great love, wherein we are called in the Beloved, sanctified and has cleansed us by the washing of the water by his precious word, and has called us and ordained us to glory and virtue by which we have escaped the corruption, the decadence, the wrath, and the rot in this world through lust. All praise and glory to God, who is the immortal, the invisible, the only wise God, to him be glory and honor through all ages. Amen. Tonight, we'll be looking at the word, and I want to trust the Lord that our hearts will be made ready tonight, that every, every pressure, every distraction, every turn, every worry, every, every, every anxiety, every complaint, every challenge, every worry, everything that chokes the word of the Lord, the, the Lord shall put them in the name of Jesus. And by his word, he will bring succor and encouragement and, and, and grant us a clear heart with which we understand the, the spoken word of God to us tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Welcome as you all join the meeting this evening. Wherever you are, I want you to maintain a quiet position. And if you are working on the street, be watchful and be vigilant in your environment. If you are at home, be in a place that is safe and quiet. Um, avoid distraction at this time um, because it's a time dedicated to the Lord, to the Lord. Amen. And um, if you are if 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 if, if you're a parent, get your children to to sit to hear the word of God. Um, um, get your wife, mothers, get children, mothers, encourage husbands. Um, everyone, everyone, let's 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 all press in tonight as we we partake in the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's pray this. Father, we thank you again tonight. We give you praise. We come with a heart full of joy. Our heart is full of joy and thanksgiving. Thank you because we are your beloved. We are loved by you. Lord, we love you too. Father, we approach your word as our meal, as our only stay. 
as, as the only means by which we navigate, we learn, we know more of you. We understand your ways, your will. That may please you, Lord. Help us please you. Help us know your way and your will tonight. Open your word to us, Holy Spirit, our teacher. Thank you because you minister to each heart tonight at the place of their needs. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, precious Father, for pray tonight with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. I expect great things from the Lord tonight in this study of the word. And I want you to be attentive. God has a word for you. Um, this evening, I want to read to you a few scriptures to encourage you and to challenge you. I want to read two scriptures to encourage you and two scriptures to challenge you as we go into um, the study of um, our, as we continue on our our teaching and our our, 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 our talk on forgiveness. Forgiveness. You know, sometimes you might think, oh Lord, how, how, how shall these things be? How shall this Christian race look like? How long shall these things continue? Lord, is there hope for me? Lord, is there, is there, is there, is there any, any, any path of, of light for me? Lord, this is my Christian work. What is the what is the end? What is in it for me, oh God? I'm just, I'm just, I I I don't feel different from anyone. I just feel like every other person else. Is anything really special? Why am I why am I sacrificing? Why am I depriving myself of of, of world's pleasure? What is the purpose? I don't know this tonight. You see, Satan is very crafty and very deceptive. And tonight, I'm going to wish, I'm going to show you a little tonight what's in it for you. So that that constant attack of Satan in your heart will be addressed tonight. And really, I don't know, but I feel this is the way the Lord will, will lead me and have me go tonight in this in this in this in um in this Bible study. And for some of you also, that is feeling, oh. There's nothing challenging. There's nothing really, you know, this Christian life, is it really worth the, the sacrifice? You know, can't we just, just taste here a little and taste a little? Is, is God, is it, is God that fixated in his, in his approach? Child of God is. But let me read to you this scripture in case tonight you are thinking, what is in it for me? I'll read to us tonight two scriptures. One from the book of Revelation, chapter 21. Turn with me your Bible there. I'm reading tonight from the Amplified Study Bible. Whichever Amplified you have, you can turn there, but I'm reading for Amplified Revelation 21. I want to read something to hear in tonight. Our Christian work is worth it. For this is a promise of God for the end. For the end of all things is at hand. Hallelujah tonight. You know, one beauty we find in following Christ is that in other religion, particularly in Islam, 
they really don't know where they will end up, heaven or hell. Hell is more sure than heaven because until you get to the doorway of heaven and God tells you your good deeds outweigh your bad deeds, then you enter. So it's a religion of struggling with works. That's why you find them doing zakat, giving crippled money, you know, cooking food, in coming, you know, doing doing philanthropic activities, which in itself are not bad. Bible says in Galatians 2, verse 10, the apostle told Paul, he says, always be ready to be a blessing to the poor. And Paul said the same thing. I was also eager. So there's nothing wrong in doing good. But no amount of good a man does can earn him God's righteousness. But for us in Christ Jesus, folks, do you know that he made him to be seen who knew no sin that we might become? Praise God. So right now we have become, hallelujah, praise God tonight, the righteousness of God in Christ. Praise God tonight. So it's not about your good deeds. It's not about your benevolence. Yeah, it's good. But because he has accepted you, amen. So this is the difference. Still be tonight, I've been accepted of God. I'm blessed of God. I'm the beloved of God. So say amen. So this is the hope. Praise God. Now, read with me tonight, Revelation 21. Let's read from verse 1. I want to read from verse 1 through verse, 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 verse 7. Interesting read. Just to just to encourage someone tonight again. Amen. Amen. I read from verse 1. He said, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth are passed away. They vanished, and there's no longer any sea. Amen. You see, folks, the first heaven. The second heaven and it's the first earth that we have now will pass away. Amen. A day will come when it will be dissolved with fervent heat. But praise God, a new one is coming. And I saw the holy city. Amen. Praise God. The new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, arrayed like a bride at dawn for her husband. And, and, and then I heard a loud voice from a throne saying, See, the tabernacle of God is among men, and he will live among them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them. And they will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will no longer be death. There will no longer be sorrow and anguish or crying or pain for the former order of things has passed away. Praise God. I look forward to this time. This is my end. This is where I'm headed to. This is where Christ has gone to prepare for you and I. That, that, that when we leave this world, this is where we are going to. This world will not just end the way men think it will end. This is how God has ordained it to end. And therefore, this is our joy. This is our confidence. For there shall be a new earth and a new heaven. And God shall reign and rule in our midst. In that new heaven and new earth, folks, but give it to us by Christ Jesus, there will no longer be death, no pain, no sorrow, and no anguish, and there's no crying. Hallelujah. Verse 5. And he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Can't you? That I'm, I'm looking forward to the time when all things were made new. And he also said, Right, for these words are faithful. Folks, these words are true. These words can, 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 can last the test of time. God never lied. 
heaven and earth will pass away, but not one word of the Lord shall go unfulfilled. Therefore, let nothing discourage you out of your trust in God. Keep pressing on, keep moving in vain. You see, the sacrifice of restraining yourself from sin and alcohol and, and gang and courts and, and, and all manner of things that, that is against the will of God eventually is watching. For broad is the way and wide is the path that leads to death. But narrow, but narrow, narrow is the path. And straight is the way that leads to life. And you have found that way. So hold on to it, for in that way, there's peace and life and joy. Amen tonight. And, and he said to me, it is done. It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end to... And to the one who thirsts, I will give water from the fountain of the water of life without cause. He who overcomes the world by adhering. I, I love this phrase. You see, folks, like, I want to encourage you that you are an overcomer. You will overcome to the very end. You see, you see, resist steadfast in the pain. Keep going. Keep keep pushing. It's only for a matter of time. You see, your stay in the school is not forever. Your stay in that environment is not forever. So let nothing hold you back. Let, let nothing make you compromise. Stand in faith. Stand in faith. And God will bring you forth. He said, he who overcomes the World, by adhering faithfully to Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and will be my son. Hallelujah tonight. You see, I don't want to use this word to, to encourage someone tonight who is feeling weary, who is feeling tired, who suddenly the vision is getting blown. Get your vision bright again. Get your faith up again. Get your resolving God up again. Let no one talk you outside God because the end is near. The end of all things is closed. And this is the promise of the Father. He says, He says, He says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Also, I mean John 14, verse 1. For in my father's house are many spaces. If weren't so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. Amen tonight. If for nothing else, all the troubles in the world is enough to get men focused on God. Hallelujah tonight. So tonight, be encouraged and be challenged. Be encouraged and be blessed in God. And know that your Redeemer liveth. Hallelujah. Know he is alive. And know, know, know he has gone to prepare a place for you. And, and I will trade him for nothing. I will trade it for nothing. I'm holding on now even to the end. Praise God. He says, blessed is he that overcometh, that endures till the end, that stands with him till the end, that's not ashamed of him on this earth. Don't be ashamed. Don't lose up. Don't give up. It's rather press in more. Rather do more for God. Rather show more light in God. Amen to that. Philippians 3. Amen to that quickly. I'll read again from my from, from, from my Amplified Bible tonight. Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Hallelujah. I read verse 20 and verse 21. Just two verses. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Philippians 3. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I read 2021. It says, but we are different because our citizenship is in heaven. Do you know that? Amen. You know, you know, someone, someone posted recently and, and, and says, praise God. Congratulations. I'm now a citizen of, 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 of Canada. Have been pressing for the past years, working towards it. Now men on earth will press into the citizens of, of a country. 
which which actually will perish and be destroyed on the earth. It's only a matter of time. But get up, folks, we, we have to do nothing. God did everything to make us citizens of heaven. So today I say, I am a bona fide citizen of the kingdom of God. Amen. Paul says here, he says, for we are different because our citizenship is in heaven. And from there, we eagerly wait. From there, hallelujah, that means we are there right now. We eagerly wait the coming of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by exerting the power which enables him even to subject everything to himself, will not only transform, but completely refashion our earthly bodies so that they will be like his glorious resurrected body. Praise God. Tonight, these scriptures actually are an encouragement for me. And I'm, and I'm thanking God because I know that my citizenship is in heaven from where now I live. Praise God. Do you know now, folks, we live in heaven. Hallelujah. Yeah, we live in heaven. Praise God. We live there, but yet we live here to show forth the glory of God. Therefore, our supply is not from him. Our supply is divine. Our supply is from them as we hold on to him. So don't think all things about you is just here. For if in this world alone we have hope, we have all men miserable. Our hope is not in this world alone. So say amen tonight. Praise God. So hold on to your faith. Hold on to Jesus. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on more to him, praise God. For actually, indeed, he's holding on to you by his Holy Spirit. You see, he's guiding and keeping you. He's, he's strengthening you. He's, he's encouraging you. No, don't give up. Because I'm not going to give up on you. I'm holding you till the very end. I've been giving to you as a guarantee. I'm taking you home, praise God. I'm, I'm taking you home, said the Lord. By the Holy Ghost, I'm taking you home. So he's taking us home, amen, tonight. So be strong and be encouraged. Don't ask questions. Oh, what is in it for me? Oh, is in it for you. So I'll say amen tonight. Now, let me also challenge you tonight that there are people in the world today suffering because of the name of Christ. You know, this, this, this earlier today, I was I was watching some videos about uh, of, of Christians in highly persecuted of the world, and and, and 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 I began to get angry in my spirit. Someone was sharing. He said five men would share one new. There's a many scriptures, and I check in my in my in my collection. I have over ten Bibles, and I'm saying what one 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 just one empty one gentleman. Five men will be will be sharing it because because there's no Bible, and here you are both having all things, and we are going to the same heaven, mind you. But you see, their lives are endangered. Their jobs are being taken from them. Their their families are being separated because they profess the same Jesus that you profess. Now, where you are in Nigeria, there's no trouble. You can preach anywhere. You can walk anywhere. Yet, we aren't preaching. You see, for them, they can preach everywhere. Yet, they are preaching. Yet, they are serving in that deep Deep persecution. You see, their faith is growing more and more and more. Now, 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 there's the question. Why is your faith growing more and more? Do you want to wait for persecution? Yeah, it will come. But guess what? Blessed are those who love being yet without being persecuted. Amen tonight. So let's begin to develop faith and strong bones, strong nerves, and strong and strong backbone to stand for God in this time. Amen tonight. For there are believers in the world today that are not eating all day. Why? Not because they are evil of any, any kind, but because because they profess the name of the same Jesus. Why can't you be thankful and live your life for him? Tonight, let me read to you just two scriptures like I promised to read. First Peter, chapter 4. Let me read those two scriptures tonight to challenge you in faith. 
hospitals for tonight. I read from verse 12 to verse 16 quickly. Hospital 4, 12 to 16. Amen. So that you can take your faith serious. This same faith that you have, that 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 you are not valuing as you ought. This faith you have that 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 is not challenging you, that is not pushing you, that that that, that, that to you right now, you're not even trying to die for in that sense. You see, some folks have this same faith and they're giving up all they have because of Jesus. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fury ordeal which is taking place to test you, that is to test the quality of your faith, as though something strange or unusual were happening to you, verse 13. But insofar as you are sharing Christ's suffering, folks, there's a sharing of Christ's suffering. Some folks today in the world are sharing Christ's suffering extremely. Amen. In Myanmar, in Bangladesh, in, 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 in China, in India, in in. In, in Turkey, in in, in 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 Pakistan, in Saudi Arabia, in 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 in, in Egypt, in, in in Sudan, in the four in Eritrea, in Somalia, there are folks today paying with their blood, paying with their life for just the, the, the sake of Christ, for just the word of God. They can do anything just to get one page of the Bible. They will do anything just to hear one word from, from a preacher. They, 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 they long for missionaries, but here you are every other day. You are hearing God's word, yet you feel abandoned. Yet you feel you feel rejected. Child of God, God isn't abandoning you. He has given you all the blessings you need for life and godliness. Be ye challenged tonight and rest on your feet and say, Lord, help me to stand for you. Help me not to deny you. Give me strength in my inside to serve you all my day. Let's go tonight. It says, but that is a body so far as you are sharing Christ's sufferings. Keep on rejoicing so that when his glory filled with his radiance and splendor is revealed, for it can be revealed. You see, when that glory is revealed, all the pain goes. It's just like a woman who is pregnant. She cries and cries and cries and whines and whines. But the moment the child comes, she forgets all the pain of the surgery, the pain of the mother pregnancy, because the time of rejoicing has come. Surely a time of joy is coming. The glory shall be revealed. We shall see him as he is. We shall know him. Oh, glory to God. We shall, we shall be clothed with a new and glorified body in Christ Jesus. And all this pain on earth will fizzle away. And those who have rejoiced on this after Christ, their time will come. But for us who have both rejoiced or who suffer, for Christ's sake on this earth, at the time of appointment of judgment, the glory of God will indeed be revealed. Amen. Tonight, it says his glory filled with his radiance and splendor is revealed. You may rejoice with great joy. Great joy. Verse 14. For if you are insulted and reviled for bearing the name of Christ, you are blessed. Happy with life, joy, and comfort in God's salvation, regardless of your circumstance, because the spirit of glory of God is resting on you and indwelling you, he whom they curse, you glorify. You glorify. The spirit of God is indwelling, is indwelling you, preserving you. Amen. Your life is to please him. If, if that's all you do now, let your life please him. Let it be a sweet smelling sacrifice. Give all to the Lord. Give all to the Lord. Hold nothing back from him for he has shown us his eternal love. Amen tonight. Praise God forevermore. I just feel tonight like hearing that thought to encourage 
and yet also to challenge us in faith. That no, but that 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 that, that, that are many folks in the world today, you know, going through some challenges for the sake of Christ, the sake of Christ, and the end goal is Him. First Peter five, same scripture, maybe last one tonight for our time's sake. I read from verse six of First Peter five. From verse 6, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, set aside self-righteous pride, so that he may exalt you to a place of honor in his service at the appropriate time. Casting all your cares, casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Are you sure this about you? Yes, I can tell you so. He cares about you with deepest affection. Amen. Praise God tonight. And he watches over you very carefully. Verse 8, be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times. The enemy of your of, of yours, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But resist him, being firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, immovable, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who imparts his blessings and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, hallelujah, himself will confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making you what you ought to be. To him be dominion, power, authority, sovereign being forever and ever. So amen tonight, hallelujah. So be ready to suffer with him to the end. So be ready to stand with the integrity of God's word to the very end. For we enlisted in the armies of God in these end times. And we show forth his love, his power, and grace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah tonight. Praise God. So as we take the work of faith as believers, there's more ahead of us. There, there's, there's more work to be done. There's more courage to exhibit. There's more love to be shown. And God expects you. For he has put all things in you. That through you he will show himself strong upon the earth. So hold on to your faith. And trust God to keep you till the end. And as many as the Lord has ordained that through you will know him, they will know him through you in the name of Jesus. I pray for the spirit and, and, and the fire of the zeal of God to consume you in the name of Jesus. The passion of God will fill your heart in the name of Jesus. The love of God will permeate your soul in the name of Jesus. You will rise up to your place of assignment in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Now we go back to our study on forgiveness. Like I said, on Tuesday, this is important because God commands it. And wherever people are together, either as nuclear family, or a church family, or a business family, 
there will always be conflict, misunderstanding, and all what not. But in the kindness of God, in his eternal grace and blessings, he has provided mechanism for all things to be resolved because it is his nature to forgive. And remember, your faith began on the basis of the forgiveness of God. This is not the first time I'm teaching on forgiveness. I remember vividly I taught it some sometime about a year ago thereabout. And there's nothing, in fact, it's very appropriate to take this teaching at least once a year so that we can remind ourselves of the purpose of God and the mind of God and, 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 and alert ourselves of the adversary looking about trying to take advantage of unforgiveness. Now, I said I will not define what it is until we've gone through certain scriptures. And we read about four or five on Tuesday. Today, we're going to read again, and we're going to read all these scriptures because they will serve as foundation for the study. In fact, they will feed all the points that I'm going to be making along the lines of this teaching. Remember, I said that We'll be examining what is forgiveness. Why do we teach forgiveness? Whom are we to forgive? How to forgive and aid forgiveness? We'll also be looking at how you know you are truly forgiven. What's we'll examined by, by the word of the Lord? How to avert or recurring offense. And then we'll look at the dangers of unforgiveness. And number 10, benefits of forgiveness, which actually is the reverse of benefits of unforgiveness. And then the last point, we'll look at the possible causes of offense that we can avoid. What, what would cause men to come to a place where there's a need for forgiveness and how we can avoid such things. So, but tonight, we will take our time to go through these thoughts because to me, it's very important in the heart of God for both the family, and I mean family, I mean immediate family, the church family, and the work family. This is very key because it affects our Christian output, our Christian life, and our service to the Lord. Now, let me take the next scripture tonight. I want to turn with me as I read through it. I trust God that I'll be able to finish the scriptures today. So we can um, um, take off from here next Tuesday. Forgiveness. Mark 11, verse 20 to 26. Mark 11. Now, this is very, well, is very important to the Lord Jesus that he spoke about it so much in the Gospels. Mark 11, we we'll read from verse 20. Like I said, I'm reading from the Amplified Study Bible. And I pray that as we read tonight, the Lord will begin to speak to your hearts. In the morning, as they were passing by, the disciples saw the fig tree had withered away from the roots up. And remembering, Peter said to him, Rabbi, that is master, look, 
the fig tree which ye cursed has withered. Jesus replied, have faith in God constantly. I assure you and most solemnly say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart in God's unlimited power, but believes that what he says is going to take place. It will be done him or for him in accordance with God's will. For this reason, I am telling you, whatever things you ask for in prayer, in accordance with God's will, believe with confident trust that you have received them and they will be given to you. Whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. Drop the issue. Let it go so that your father who is in heaven will also forgive you your transgressions and wrongdoings against him and others. But if you do not forgive, but if you do not forgive, neither will your heavenly father or your father in heaven forgive your transgression. Wow. If you do, if you do not forgive, God won't forgive also. Now, these are the words of Jesus. Now, this will be clarified as we make progress in this teaching. But notice in your heart that forgiveness to your fellow human beings is a, is a condition precedent for God to forgive you on certain grounds, which we'll explain going forward. But this is very serious. This is now, now remember, Christ was teaching on faith and then on prayer. And then he linked this directly. Now, in all the times we've, we've seen the word forgiveness, it's always linked to people praying. Matthew 6, we saw that too. Hallelujah tonight. So forgiveness is very important. Now, for me, at this juncture, if this is the will of God, which we know is the will of God, then nothing can make me not to forgive. I've crossed that line of unforgiveness. That means none of us should live a life of unforgiveness, both at work, both at home, and both in the church. Amen tonight. But, but, but being humans as we are, we find out that there are many things that happen along the line that, that, that brings offense. But if offense comes, how has God given us the, 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 the instruction to overcome? Amen tonight. And this will explore to a reasonable degree in the course of this study and this teaching. Second Corinthians chapter 2. 2 Corinthians 2. Remember Jesus Christ said, if you don't forgive men, if you don't forgive men, then your heavenly father will also not forgive you. 2 Corinthians Chapter 2, we'll read from verse 5. 2 Corinthians 2 from verse 5 through verse 11. I read from verse 5. But if someone has caused all this sorrow, he has caused it not to me. Now, this is a church person now. Hallelujah. He has caused it not to me, but in some degree, not to put it too severely, 
He has distressed and grieved all of you. So when there's sorrow, when there's a fault, it brings this, it, it brings distress and sorrow to the entire body. That's why we must watch ourselves not to allow any root of bitterness or offense that requires forgiveness to spring up at all. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go on this evening. For such a one, for, for such a one, this punishment by the majority is sufficient. So indeed, or, so instead of further rebuke now, you should rather graciously forgive and comfort and encourage him to keep him from being overwhelmed by excessive sorrow. Therefore, I urge you to reinstate him in your affections and reaffirm your love for him. For this was my purpose in writing to see if you will stand the test, whether you are obedient and committed to following my instruction in all things. If you forgive anyone anything, I too forgive. This means that a church can actually forgive someone. That means someone can sin against the church. What could that be? When someone brings ridicule to the name of God in, in the assembly, that person has sinned against the church and against God. So the church will actually forgive as the person himself shows remorse and repentance. This is very important in the sight of God because the church of God is, is, is regimented, is orderly. There are rules and ethics with which God established his church. Hallelujah tonight. Here somebody has offended the church by sinning actually. He has brought reproach to the name of God in the local assembly. And, and Paul says, let him be excommunicated. Yes, he was, but now he has repented. Paul says, let the church forgive him because he himself has repented. He has suffered forgiveness. Let the church forgive. Now, this is important because the church can forgive. Also, individuals can also forgive. So my, my appeal to you is please don't, 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 don't sin against the church because you can so do. Amen tonight. Now let's, 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 let's go through this quickly tonight and, and finish it. It says, it says verse, verse 10. If you forgive anyone anything, I too forgive that one. And what I have forgiven and, and what I've forgiven, if I have forgiven anything has been for your sake in the presence of and with the approval of Christ. To keep Satan from taking advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his scheme. So we forgive ourselves because Satan is sitting at the corner, laughing and waiting for, for, for the unforgiving heart because he comes and takes advantage. So the church must not be an unforgiving church, provided there's repentance from that which brought the offense in the first instance. Praise God. So don't do anything that will be inimical to the growth and progress of the church that causes problem. We must live at peace. Now this is in particular for a church situation. So we see the church here forgiving. Important, I forgive even in the name and in the presence and by the spirit of the Lord Jesus so my, my, my attitude will be, Lord, I will not do anything that will bring offense in the church. Help me to stand. Help me to be faithful. That, that I don't bring reproach to the name of God. Hallelujah. This person actually is, 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 is a person that, that, that committed fornication with his father's wife. 
in First Corinthians 5. And Paul says, as communicating or send him out of the church for him to, to, to understand the gravity of what he has done. But if he repents, let the church forgive him. So what can cause danger for the church? One is a sin of fornication. It brings reproach. And not just that, any other thing that tarnishes the righteousness of the Lord, that brings reproach to the holiness of the believer. The church is 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 holy. Is is is, is the vessel, the house of God that God dwells to everyone must do everything in their power to maintain the sanctity of the church of God. Ephesians four. Now I'm going through all this because I will be touching them and they will serve as 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 scriptures to support the points that will be raised. In the course of this teaching, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30 to 32. Ephesians 4. And do not grieve. Amen. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, but seek to please the image by whom you were sealed and marked branded as God's own for the day of redemption. Now, even in your personal dealings in the office or in your home, don't grieve this. Now, you, now we see how this is linked now. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit by unforgiveness. Don't grieve him. Hallelujah tonight. Verse 31, it says, it says, let all bitterness and wrath, these things grieve the Holy Spirit, and anger, and clamor, perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault finding, and slander be put away from you. Wow. Let me read again. These things grieve the Holy Spirit, and these are the things that brings offense. So I watch, I watch, I watch, I watch, I watch how I move um, to my husband. What, what, you know, sometimes, sometimes, now, now, I, okay, don't be myself as example, but, but, but there are things that I know my wife doesn't like. You know, recently, I've been praying to eat snail. God knows I've decided to be eating snail. I, 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 I love snail, but some, somehow I've not been able to eat it for just reason I, I can't explain. But recently, in the last three weeks, I was taking a walk with my wife. I'm just in the estate in the evening, just 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 taking a walk in the evening. And somebody approached me and just and just opened a a, a, a box and I saw a snail. I, I, I thought it was snake. I saw a snail. I said, is this for sale? Uh -uh. I said, what I'm looking for in, in Sokoto night. So I so he, he came to my house and brought it. And then and then for the next three days, he kept bringing snail every day to my house. Ah, and I said, please, so it's enough. Let's 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 tagai. So so I have enough snail, but though right now it has finished, but praise God, I've eaten snail that I've not eaten in the last two years, in the last two weeks. Praise God. Now, my wife for no reason hates snail. I don't know why. And I've forgotten that she hates snail. And I took two snail and put it in the stew. My wife, my wife blew the trumpet and said snail. So now I know she doesn't like snail. I will not take it close to her soup. I will ask permission how to eat the snail. That will not bring offense. So I'll in the hole. 
Now, when I know what, what can bring offense, guess what? I will avoid it. Praise God. I won't want to grieve her, though I love eating snail, but my eating snail should not be the, the reason for, 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 for me to cause offense to her. Now, I know that I avoid it. Now, folks, what grieves the Holy Ghost? Let's see this tonight. 31. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, perpetual animosity, resentment, strife, fault, finding, and slander be put away from you along with every kind of malice, all spitefulness, verbal abuse, male violence. Wow, this is so much. These things are the things that grieve the Holy Spirit and bring offense. Praise God tonight. So let's stop finding fault in our wives, in our husband, in our children, in, in, in the church. Don't find fault. Rather look for place to, to, to help others grow and, and, and be strong. Uh, amen tonight. Verse 32. Be kind and helpful to one another. Tender-hearted. Compassionate. Understanding. Now, here, here I'm going to. Forgiving one another, really and freely, just as God in Christ also forgave you. Now, in this life, is there anything that will be so strong that you can't forgive? No. Because the same way God forgave you unconditionally and freely, God has commanded you and I to forgive. So, Unforgiveness is not in our gender at all. It's, it's not, it can't be mentioned. Praise God. Will offense come? Yes. But I want to forgive very readily and very quickly. Praise God. Now, now there are things we will teach along the lines of how to avoid things that brings offense and how to aid forgiveness for the purpose of obeying and knocking Satan down and out and standing, fulfilling the will of God for your life. Amen tonight. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 5, tonight, verse 1 and 2. Now, all these scriptures will serve as foundations or scriptural references um, as I make progress in the next, in, in the next um, um, days of this, of this teaching. And now, please, mindful, what I'm saying tonight is not only in your house and church, it also reflects in your place of work. This is how men know that Christ Spirit dwells in you when you are quick to forgive. We don't keep records of wrongdoing. We don't have notes where we write what people do to us wrong. On July 2nd, 2022, um, he said to me, your head is not well. And and, and 12.14 a.m., 12.45, 10 seconds, um, on the day of Easter, the day I wore white clothes, and, and so that you can, no, 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 no. We don't keep records of wrongdoing. Yeah, our flesh will come, but we trust God to get them out because the Spirit of God in us is enabling us to forgive. And we must. Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, become imitators of God, copy him and follow his example. As well-beloved children imitate their father and work continually. Amen tonight. Work continually in love that is value one another Practice empathy. You see that word? You see, when we practice empathy, we, we, we some things are overlooked. Some things, some things becomes nothing. Just, just walk past. Just walk away. Amen tonight. You know, Christ Jesus, when was on earth, 
it wasn't everything they did in the day that he called them. In fact, he will call them after they forgotten the whole issue. Praise God. Sometimes we have empathy. We, we you know, in, 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 in Yoruba, amojukuro. That means taking of eyes off. It helps a lot in walking in harmony. Not, not, not taking works as, 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 you know, you know, let us go in. It's empathy and compassion. Unselfishly seeking the best for others. Just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us an offering and sacrifice to God, slain for you so that it become a sweet fragrance. Why we say this tonight? Because this is a foundation that enables you to know the will of God for us to be able to forgive. We must practice empathy and compassion on selfishly seeking the best for others, just as Christ also has loved. Why? Because we are in a family, we are in a body. Offense will come, but there's enough supply in God to forgive, to let go, to, to release things. He said, Where sin abounds, grace does abound much more. So, one of the things that keeps the church of God and, 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 and each family in love, in joy, and peace is the ability to forgive each other very quickly as husbands and wives. Wife, husband, child, father, father, child. Let me run to you very quickly. I will take, I have four more videos. I, I hope I can finish it tonight. First Corinthians 13. Let, let's run tonight. I have about 11 more minutes. If I will take five minutes more, I will take, if I can see, if I can go through this tonight. First Corinthians 13. First Corinthians 13, we'll read from verse 1 to verse 13. Very good scripture. Now remember that this scripture is sandwiching the two scriptures of the power of the Holy Ghost. First Corinthians 12 talks about the gifts of the Spirit. Verse 14 talks about the operations of the gift of the Spirit. Verse 13 is sandwiched. That means this is the foundation. This is the balance. This is what puts things and makes this work well. Let's go on this evening. From verse 1. If I speak... With the tongue of men and of angels, but have no love. Now, what love? Love for others growing out of God's love for me. So the love here is the love for God, love for others as God has loved me. This love here is agape. So, so, so what makes faith faith is love. Praise God. That's why we can't truly worship God without love. We can't truly really serve without love. We can't truly really praise Him without love in our heart. Praise God. Love for everyone and love for God. Praise God. If I speak with tongues of men and of angels but have no love for others growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. And if I have the gift of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge. And if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but do not have love, reaching out to others, I am nothing. If I give all my possessions to feed the poor and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it does, not, it does me no good at all. Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is, it is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take 
into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth when right and truth prevail. Love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening. Love never fails, it never fades nor ends, but as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for the gift of special knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and prophesy in part, for our knowledge is fragmentary and incomplete. But when that which is complete and perfect comes, that which is incomplete and partial will pass away. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I taught like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I did away with childish things. Wow, that is so loaded. That's so loaded. For now, in this time of imperfection, we see in the mirror dimly a blood reflection, a riddle and enigma. But then when the time of perfection comes, we will see reality face to face. Now I know in part, just in fragments, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known by God. And now there remain faith, abiding trust in God and his promises, hope, confident expectation of eternal salvation, love, unselfish love for others growing out of God's love for me. These three, the choicest graces, but the greatest of these is love. This is the chapter of love in the Bible. Forgiveness comes out of a heart of love. And Paul said in Romans 5 verse 5, he says, For the love, he said, Hope makes not ashamed, for the love of God has been shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we have the capacity. Oh, we have the, the, the strength. We have what it takes to live in peace and joy and forgiveness. For where there's unforgiveness, joy is sucked away. Peace is sucked away. Hope is sucked away. And I remember it's only with joy we can draw from the world. And remember that God's kingdom is not in meat or in drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So let not unforgiveness reign and rule in the midst of the people of God. Let me run tonight. Colossians chapter number 2, verse 13 and 14. Quickly tonight. Colossians 2. All this tonight is laying foundation for the, for the thoughts as we will take it. Colossians 2, I read verse 13 and verse 14. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, worldliness, manner of life, God made you alive together with Christ. Haven't freely forgiven all our sins. Haven't cancelled our out this this. Certificate of debt consisting of legal demands which were enforced. Sometimes the offense can be legal, it can be appropriate, it can be right, but yet, like God forgave you also, must learn to forgive. Amen tonight. Oh, praise God. And, and like you see in this teaching, there are things you do that aids and makes forgiveness very fast. There are things you do when someone comes to you and say that there's an offense here, that there is a way to respond to make it easier for forgiveness to take place. Praise God. When God gives you the grace of forgiveness, do you know what you did? You received it. Praise God. He gave you faith. If you have chosen not to receive it, you will never have been forgiven. So when God gave us the lifeline to be forgiven, we received it. So, so, so that is. There are things we do to make forgiveness easier and faster and better in God. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. And all this we examine as God helps us and gives us grace. Colossians 3 tonight. Colossians 3, we'll read verse 12 to 17. And then we'll read one more scripture and then we'll close tonight. Colossians 3, we'll read verses 12 through 17. So as God's own chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, and well-beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice or unpleasantness comes with good temper, bearing graciously with one another, and willingly forgiving each other if one has a cause for complaint. That means one can have a cause for complaint. It's not a crime to have a cause for complaint when there's a cause for complaint. But now, God says when it comes, be willing, be open, be gentle, be kind, be humble enough to receive and listen. And, and, and find and do everything in your power because it involves the body of Christ to resolve and make headway in the spirit so that Satan don't take advantage of your family, of your business, and the church of God. Amen tonight. Let's, 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 let, 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 let's go on. Verse 14. Beyond all these things, put on and wrap yourselves in unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity, for everything is bound together in agreement when each one seeks the best for others. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who works daily with him, be the controlling factor in your hearts, deciding and settling questions and, that arise. To this peace, to this peace indeed, you were called as members in, in one body of believers and be thankful to God always. Verse 16, let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you, dwelling in your heart and mind, permeating every aspect of your being as you teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence on him, giving thanks to God the Father through him. The last tonight, James chapter 5, verse 16a. James 5, verse 16a. Therefore, confess your sins. So, Pastor says, confess your faults, your shortcomings to one another, your false steps, your offenses. I will end there. Confess your false steps, your offenses, one to another. Now, and pray for one another you will be healed is a different thought we will take in time. Why did I go through all the pain of reading the scriptures? Because this is the foundation of God's will. And these are clearly revealed to us that unforgiveness has grave implication. And there are things that breeds unforgiveness. There are things that breeds offense that we must guard against. One in, in the family. I told you now I know my wife hates snail. I will not go near it with her. In fact, I will eat it far from where she is. Not because snail has any offense, 
but she doesn't like smell. I just know that. So I won't go and put something in her nose. So husband, you know what your wife doesn't like. Guess what? Don't, don't breathe offense. Don't create room for Satan. Don't invite him with your hands. Close the door until she grows to a point where she likes snail. I will keep snail away from her. Amen tonight. And the fact that me and Israel, she doesn't, Israel doesn't mean that I am more spiritual than she is. It's just a difference in taste. Hallelujah tonight. So we don't judge each other on the basis of what one prefers or what doesn't prefer. Amen tonight. We must understand the frailty of human interactions. Understand the, the challenges of human dealings because of the sake of Christ and the work of God. God wants you to live a life of forgiveness. Tonight, anybody in your heart, your mother, your father, your employee, your boss, your brother, your sister, don't wait until this teaching is completed. Forgive right now. And if you listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, it will tell you what to do to kickstart that process of outward show of forgiveness. Oh, no man, anything but love. For no church of God can thrive outside love. No family can thrive outside love. No business can thrive outside love. And love covereth a multitude of offense. So in your families tonight, I want to enjoy and encourage you. Children, forgive your parents. Let it go for the sake of the commandments of God. Don't hold the fault back. Husbands to wife, wife to husbands. Brother to brother, sibling to sibling. Forgive. Hallelujah. For it's in the state of forgiveness that many other things can be done. If I will forgive, then there's room to make correction. There's room to show more perfect way of things in God. But when we don't forgive, then we close every door of opportunity to make progress in maturing to the things of God. So forgiveness is very important in our Christian work. And if Jesus talked about it so strongly and with so strong terms, then I need no one to interpret or reinterpret what it means to me. It's important to God. We must live in forgiveness and work in love. But without love, every other sacrifice is vain. Without forgiveness, every other sacrifice is worthless. The Bible says in Matthew, it says, when you get to the temple and you want to sacrifice, and you remember someone that, he says, leave the offering there and go back. May we not offer worthless sacrifice to God because of unforgiveness. So tonight, this is the will of the Lord. I pray this seed will register in your heart and the grace of God will be given you to take action along these lines. By God's grace, we're going to build on this thread more and more in our next study and our next teachings. Forgive. Because forgiveness is the command and the will of God for all his beloved. Let us pray. Father, 
I just read your will to your people. Because there are people, Lord God, and we are your sheep. Lord, stay also, God, in obedience in your direction. Lord, help every heart that's hearing tonight. Help every husband, help every wife, help every employer, help every employee, help every, every, everyone, every brother, every sister. Lord, that has a challenge in this area, Lord, to receive strength to act. And Lord, for those who are, who are not in this area yet, Lord, that this will add knowledge to them such that they will know what to do in the future if anything of this nature arises. Thank you, God, because we walk in love. We walk in forgiveness. Holy Spirit of God, our teacher, show everyone in their hearts tonight the areas they need to make amends in this light, that your glory and your peace and your grace will rest and reign in us so that your eternal purpose and counsel may be fulfilled through us by Christ, power of the Holy Spirit. For pray, Lord, and thanksgiving. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you for tonight for listening. I hope you've been blessed. We'll continue next Tuesday by the grace of God um, on this teaching. And we're going to press in further as we examine some critical areas and practical examples along these lines. But I believe before, before at, this time, at, at this stage of, of the word, God has already ministered to your heart as to what to do. And as you yield to him, you'll be amazed that the same thoughts I have to share already are the things you will walk in and work on as you respond to God in this teaching and take the steps that it will lay your heart to do. God bless you. God bless you. See you on Tuesday and have a black night straight, every one of us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Good night, folks, and stay blessed.